if you as the business owner tried to sell, you would get very, very low value, if anything, because the business revolves around you. So you have to systematize, you have to have these procedures in order to leave value in the business when you yourself exit. Hey, David, welcome to the Get In The Mode podcast. Well, thanks for inviting me, David. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. For the benefit of our listeners, why don't we kick it off by sharing a little bit of a background? Where do you come from? And perhaps what's been your experience? Well, currently I have a business consultancy, primarily help business owners who are looking to exit, maximize the value of their company so that they can actually get out the value that they've put in that they're worth. I'm also the COO of a manufacturing company that specializes in exotic filaments for additive manufacturing industries. Just kind of from a context standpoint, this episode is more in alignment with strategy, business strategy, and how perhaps leaders can build more strategic, be more strategic in their business growth. What really was attractive in your presentation at the forum was the seven phases or stages of an entrepreneur's journey or perhaps a business journey. Why don't we talk about that for just, and we're going to dive into some specific phases of that. But before we do that, to give our listeners the context, why don't we talk about the seven phases of the journey? And as you speak, I'm going to share screen so those who are on YouTube can actually see this. Okay, okay. Yeah. So what we teach is that the typical life cycle of a business goes through seven phases. The first stage is really ideation and prototyping and seeing if you actually have a product that the market wants. Once you've proven that, then we go into the first growth, growth phase, which is where we say that in order to actually have a business, you need to systematize your marketing, your sales and marketing. That gives you the momentum that then takes you into the expansion phase. And one of the things we find with a lot of businesses, they get their growth, they get their marketing sorted out, but they don't systematize the back office, the back end. So actually, they've got a lot of opportunities, but they form their own bottleneck because they can't service all the opportunities. So the first two things we say to a business is they must have a predictable growth engine. They must systematize the back office, so the business operating system. At that point, we say, okay, that's, that's a scalable business. And if it's scalable, you could actually sell the business at that point. Prior to that, the business would be considered to be very much owner-centric. It's very tribal. So if you as the business owner tried to sell, you would get very, very low value, if anything, because the business revolves around you. So you have to systematize. You have to have these procedures in order to leave value in the business when you yourself exit. So that's when we say a business is scalable. And that's the first point when a business really could be considered for sale. A lot of business owners start a business, they're wanting the freedom and the liberty that comes with the financial freedom at some point that may come from an exit. And then they realize they've traded their 40-hour-a-week job for a 60-hour-a-week or an 80-hour-a-week business job. that is keeping yeah. them on a treadmill. So, And that's kind of rightfully pointed out in your flatline. And then they kind of burn out, become legacy, become zombies, and slowly die. And I'm curious, what are your thoughts? When is it right to systematize? When do you reach? What's sort of like the criteria to say, yes, I've entered this phase to start systematizing things and operate in a, with sure. a business operating model? Yeah, it's a fundamental mindset change. I mean, the 
The reality is 88% of small businesses have less than 20 employees. So with less than 20 people as a business owner, you can operate in that tribal mode. You know everybody by first name, you know their families, you can communicate on a daily basis. The psychologists tell us we can typically hold a good relationship with about 25 people at any time. So you can run your business in that tribal mode, but then you have all these inefficiencies that you never see because you've never taken the spotlight to them. You've never tried to define what you're doing. So we would recommend as soon as you have any idea or any thought that you really want to sell, then you need to go through the process. The first part is the predictable growth engine, because most business owners actually don't know how they get clients. They come in, they sell stuff to them. But if I said to a business owner, show me your step-by-step -step process to bring in clients, they couldn't do it. It just sort of happens around them. So the first systematization is what we call the predictable growth engine. And actually, that's based on the psychology of human intimacy. It's a very sophisticated tool, but it sets up, it's an eight-step process that leverages human intimacy to create that nurturing relationship based on the understanding that all buying decisions are triggered in the emotional center of the brain. So if, whether you're selling B2B or B2C, it's irrelevant. Ultimately, your marketing is H to H, human to human. And the person who is going to make the decision to buy your product or service is a human being. And that decision is triggered in the emotional center of that human being's brain. So one of the common mistakes, most people say they realize I've got to be online. I've got to have some sort of online presence. As soon as they do that, they go after shiny object syndrome. They sell to the latest tactic or tool. They don't have a strategy. And so we say, well, they're selling to the screen. They're not selling to the human being behind the screen. And this is why we say the first thing is systematize your sales and marketing. Then once you've done that and you have a repeatable process, then systematize the back office functions so you don't have those hidden bottlenecks that stop you growing. Awesome. Good recommendations. David, we'd love to have you back on this. Listeners, give us a thumbs up if you like this. Give us a comment. There's so much in your presentation. I've seen the growth. Have you talked about the growth triad, customer journey mapping? You've also talked about the levels of intimacy uh, once you establish a relationship with a customer or kind of like as you establish that relationship, right? Short term to the longer term. So we would love to have you back for those it's been a real pleasure chatting with you. Thanks for being on the Get In The Mode podcast. David, thanks. It's been a pleasure.